fruit of your lips tonight. You are good, you are. It's a good time to not look at anybody and just focus on Jesus. You comfort light out of darkness. You don't need a man to be the God. You are a Maya. You are chosen to call me your own. You got chance. You comfort light at all darkness. Jesus, you don't need a man to be the God you are. For I do what chosen to call me your own.
for the next few minutes. I want you to just raise hands. Lift up your words, O ye gates, and be lifted up here, everlasting doors. Let the King of glory come and let him come in. Come and let him come in. Come and let him come in.
help me by sharing the link invite your brothers and sisters let them join now begin to open your mouth and bless the name of the lord 
Say, Father, thank you for tonight. Open your mouth and bless his name. Sivala dimini barokama. Shavala dimini kabaradama. Shabala dapadama. Shalavala dimini kabadama. Ragabadabadama. Shagabadabadama. Manto valiga baroske pendedebe. Shalavazi veladebe. Shantula Babai, 
Shantula Babai, Shantula Babai, Shantula Babai, Shabadredo, 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 Rampalabai, 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 Shantula Baba, Rampalaba, 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 Rampalaba,
In the name of Jesus, shout my father, my Lord, to now change my story. In the name of Jesus, shout my father, my Lord, tonight. Change my story. Change my story. In the name of Jesus. Begin to fire prayer. Come on. Shut up, but a bush, shut up, but a bush, shut up, but a bush. We got it on the Shut up, 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 shut up
Thank you, Father, for tonight. We give you glory. We honor and adore you. We are in your presence to have an encounter with you. Thank you that you've given us access into the throne of grace. Let us receive grace and obtain mercy so we can help people in time of need. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Okay, people of God, the Lord bless you. I am back by the grace of God, and we're about to unveil our first message for the month of February. The Lord bless you for joining. You are blessed being here. And I hope you are ready. We must understand that everything that the scripture teaches is to reconnect us back to God. You could see that throughout the scriptures, you could see the Bible trying to tell the children of God that they should change even from their wrong deeds. They should change from their wrong character. And the reason why the Bible instructs them to change from their wrong deeds and their wrong character is so that they can reconnect back to God. It is very, very important for us to understand these things. So it is very, very critical when it comes to building intimacy, even with God. And this is a month of intimacy with God. It is very, very important that every believer have some way, somehow is connected with God intimately. It shouldn't be something that is light it should be very intimate am i talking to somebody yes it should be something that is very very thick now there are many benefits that comes with intimacy and i think many people don't even know and that is why many believers live their life anyhow because if you have understanding 
about what you can get and the doors that you can access even in the spirit through intimacy you will build appetite at all costs to even prepare the grounds for you to have that relationship with god having a relationship with god is not just going before god and asking god for things our lives as believers have come to a place where many of us only go to god to ask for things give me give me give me and if you find yourself in any relationship that at any time all that you could see and all that you could ask are things that you need you are not helping that relationship to be built up strongly so the same way many people your relationship with god has got to do with always receiving from them always receiving from him always receiving from him god is able to give you all your needs god is able to make provisions for all that you need in your life nevertheless your relationship with god should be a covenanted one in a sense that it is not supposed to be a path where you only go before god i need this give me this or father i'm going through this deliver me from it that shouldn't be the kind of relationship that a believer will enter even with god are you following so i want you to follow me attentively in this month of intimacy with god now the word intimacy have different meaning i think some people use the word koinonia others use the word fellowship am i talking to somebody the other use partnership mm-hmm. so all of these things can be used even for the same word intimacy now when we say somebody is intimate with something it means that the person is familiar in simple terms the person is familiar with that thing now when you become familiar familiar not in a negative way but in light of scriptures familiar in terms of being united and having proper understanding of that which you are connected with are you following it is very very important that the god we serve we get connected very well with that god we serve many people have a relationship with god but they are not all that intimate they are not connected deeply that um they know uh, they, they, they some some even don't know or doesn't know much about god now if you are intimate with god you'll be familiar with him and that means that you will know a lot about him are you here with me and this month it is one of our assignments that god has instructed us that we should build intimate relationship with him because listen the bible says that they saw the wonders that jesus were performing and they were even amazed they saw the disciples also doing the same thing and these people said that no man can do these things the term used was that they use man or no one so they use the word man and no man can do these things except so there is an exception and the exception is that except god is with him or with you it means that anything you try to do if god 
is not with you, there are things you cannot do. Many people have the ability to do certain things. But listen, you can do certain things based on your skill, based on the knowledge acquired, based on your experience, but you may not be able to do all things. Am I talking to somebody? We are able to do all things through God. So without God, we cannot do all things. So the one that gives us the ability to be able to be capable or to be strong enough, to build enough capacity to handle life's issue, life situation is God. Somebody type God. Are you learning? Somebody type God. Type God. Therefore, it is very, very important for every believer to now understand that what everybody needs, number one, is God. God must be your source of everything in this life. No matter your gains, no matter everything that by the grace of God you have been able to access, understand that it is by the grace of God. Everything you are today, it is not based on your own strength or capacity. For no man can do these things except God is with him. It means that you cannot do the things that you are doing if God is if, if God takes your breath or takes your life. The one giving you life is God. And therefore, everything we have, we must always acknowledge God that He is the provider of everything that belongs to us. Is somebody here with me? And we must be careful not to take the glory for ourselves. Otherwise, we will lose the essence of the things that God has given to us. Many people are carrying things God gave them, but those things does not have value again. And the reason why those things doesn't have value again is because God is not recognized in those things. And anything God is not recognized in, God would take himself out of it. God wants acknowledgement in everything you do. So scripture now tells us that in all our ways, we should acknowledge him and he will direct our path. Somebody shall glory. Somebody type glory. So this month, it is our hard desire and our core duty to help the believer to understand the concept behind intimacy, to understand the foundation of intimacy, to understand the requirement of intimacy, to understand what it means to be intimate with God, and to understand the advantages and the disadvantages that comes with being intimate and being not intimate with God, respectively. So we must now align ourselves to these teachings so that we may be able to link it to our lives then we can benefit from the blessings that comes with these teachings if you can hear me shout glory if you can hear me shout glory now it is very 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 critical even in our time that many people are so much concerned with the things of the world Many people think a lot about how they are going to make money alone. Many people think about how they are going to take care of their families alone. Many people think about how 
they are going to survive. People are living a life as if they are living to survive. But that is not how God made us. Listen, everything in this world was handed over to us. And Satan, some way, somehow, took it because of what we did. But in the New Testament, through Jesus Christ, everything that the enemy took from us was restored. Somebody say restored. Somebody say restored. It was restored back to us. And this means that it will only take those who know Christ to enter into the place of restoration. Everything that was restored back to man, that was rightfully ours, but by some reasons the devil took over. If you do not know Jesus, those things cannot be restored back to you. So restoration and restitution is only in Christ. If you are not in Christ, forget about restoration and restitution. So everything that the enemy took from us, unless or until you find Christ, you cannot see those things manifesting in your life. And that means that the first thing that a man must understand in terms of being able to receive the things that was rightfully ours, but some way, somehow got lost because of our disobedience, is to receive Jesus as his Lord and Savior. Somebody type Jesus. Somebody type Jesus. Now, we all must know Jesus. We all must walk in Christ. Many people got to know Jesus, but they are not walking in him. It is very, very crucial, even in our time. We must know Jesus, and we must know him well. Now, these people begin to ask Jesus, about God, the whereabouts of God, and who God is. But the reply that came even through Jesus was that knowing me or seeing me, you have seen the Father. So being intimate with God is being intimate with Christ. And being intimate with Christ is being intimate with the Spirit of God. This means that it is one. If you are intimate with God, you are intimate with Christ. If you are intimate with Christ, you are intimate with the Holy Spirit which is very, very important to understand as our foundational teachings, that the moment a believer will say that I believe in God, you must also understand you believe in his son, Jesus. Ordinary man can come, ordinary man can come and say that I believe in God, but I don't believe in Jesus. Now, when you check this, it means that it is not accurate with the dealings of God. If you believe in the Father, you must believe in the Son. If you believe in the Son, you must believe in the Holy Spirit. Very, very important. And that is why when we read, I think, the book of Luke and also the book of John, we saw how Jesus was being baptized and the Bible says that the heavens were opened and a voice came out even from above declaring this is my begotten son in whom i am well pleased very very important thing to notice in the scriptures this is not the confirmation of man but the confirmation of god himself 
that God has to speak even to the people that this is my begotten son in whom I am well pleased. It is very, very important. Now, when we do detailed study or when we do exegesis on this scripture, we will have an understanding that this one was a revelation. It was like a vision. It is not everyone that was around that was able to perceive the voice of God. It is not everybody. But John bear witness that I heard the voice. And the voice said, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. Follow him and obey him. Is somebody following? So it is very, very important to understand that the endorsement of Jesus didn't only come through man but it also came through God the Father in heaven. And this gives us a strong foundation to believe and to trust in Jesus. I want every believer under the sound of my voice to type the name Jesus for seven times. To type the name Jesus for seven times. If only you are here and you are studying, type the name Jesus for seven times. May the name Jesus be exalted in your life. May it be perfected in your life. At the mention of the name Jesus, may everything concerning your life be perfected. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. <clears throat> so the first thing that the believer must know when it comes to intimacy with God is to know his son that is jesus you can't say you know the holy spirit and not know the son the holy spirit didn't die for us it is the son that died for us he the son died for us the holy spirit didn't die for you and that is why you must know jesus knowing jesus is knowing the word now he is the word. The Bible says in the book of John chapter 1, verse 1. John chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning was the word, and the word <clears throat> was with God, and the word was God. The same one was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him not one thing was made that was made. This means that if you want to know Jesus, know his word. If you want to know Jesus, know his word. He is his word. The word of God is Christ. He is the word. Am I talking to somebody? Because the Bible made us understand in John 1, 1, that in the beginning, the word was there and the word was with God and the word was God. This same one was in the beginning with God. So now when you continue to read, you know that the Bible will tell us that the word became flesh and dwelled among men. Am I talking to somebody? So we must now understand that Jesus is the word. Now, our foundation based on intimate relationship with God must now come by knowing the word of God. If you want to know somebody, you must know his words. You can tell me you know George and you don't know George. You know George by only seeing George, but you have not known prolific or George by knowing his word. If somebody says he knows me, 
the proper knowing that the person may know is when the person knows me by my word. The person have, you see, you can see people standing there and you may look down on them. Until they speak, you may not know their capacity. Am I talking to somebody? You go to big, big companies and you will see some short people in the companies. And sometimes you see young people in the companies. Sometimes you look down on them and these people are engineers and they are maybe the senior engineers in that company. Maybe they are the core or they are the pivotal um, 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 asset of the company. That if you lose these people, the company cannot move on. And they will pay any amount to maintain such people. But sometimes when you see these people, you may look down on them. Why? Because of their image. But when you begin to work with them and you understand the level of their knowledge, their words, the things that they, they, they handle, you now know that these are not just mere men. These are gifts from God. Is somebody here with me? So have this understanding that if you want to know Christ, you must know him by the word. You must know him by the word. You must know him by the word. So the Bible now tells us that we should go out and preach the gospel. Now the gospel are the very words of Christ, are the very acts of Christ, are the very good news of Christ. So imagine if we do not go to speak his word. He didn't say that we should go out and show his picture. Nobody has the picture of Christ. Nobody except the book of Revelation. It is the book of Revelation that will now open your eyes to see the image of Christ. That you will know that his hair is like a wool and as white as a snow. It is the book of Revelation that will give you the picture of Christ to know that even his feet are like bronze. It is the book of Revelation that will give you the picture that the garment on Christ is white. It is the book of Revelation that will give you the picture that even his palms comes with light. It is the book of Revelation that will give you the picture that there are seven stars on the crown that he's wearing. It is the book of Revelation that will give you the image of Christ. So imagine if somebody doesn't know the word, how can he know whether he saw Christ or he saw an evil spirit? Remember that the Bible now tells us that angels, even Satan has packaged himself as an angel of light. So an angel can even appear to you and these are not angels of God. Are you here with me? These are not what angels of God. So they can appear to you like an angel of light. Although these are not angels of God. Am I speaking to somebody? <laughs> Am I talking to somebody? Yes. So have this understanding that the Bible now tells us that my people perish. And the reason why my people perish 
is because of the lack of knowledge. My people perish for the lack of knowledge. My people perish for the lack of what? Knowledge. Now, in the book of Revelation, chapter 1, verse 9. Let's read from Revelation, chapter 1, verse 12. And I turned to see the voice that spoke to me. And being turned, I saw seven golden lampstands. And in the middle of the seven lamps stands someone like the Son of Man. Someone like the Son of Man. Now, in the book of Daniel chapter 7 verse 13, please follow attentively on this teaching of intimacy. It is very, very important for every believer. These are doctrines that people must know and understand. Because having the understanding about some of these doctrines will now help you to build quality relationship with God. Are you with me? Okay. I tend to see the voice. So voice can be seen, not only heard. He said, I tend to see the voice. So there is that which we call the voice. Am I talking to somebody? That spoke to me. And being ten, I saw seven golden lampstands. Now, I said that in verse 13, in the middle of the seven lampstands, someone like the Son of Man. So he was not sure, but I said, someone like. How did he know that this one is like the Son of Man? Because of previous information. So if you're going to know God and you don't know his word, how will you know God? So the Bible says that how can they believe? How can they believe in whom they have not heard? And how can they hear if there is no preacher? And how can they preach if they've not been sent? So it is very, very important. How can even how can they be sent if there is no message? Because I taught you about the man, the message, and the mandate. That anytime God wants to deliver people or a jurisdiction, he will first look for a man. Isaiah chapter 6 verse 8. The Bible says that, and a voice said, Whom shall I send? Then Isaiah said, Here am I, send me. A voice, he heard a voice saying, Whom shall I send? Isaiah chapter 6, verse 8. And he said, Here am I, send me. So God is looking for people to send. God is looking for people to send. This is a powerful word. God is looking for people to send. Am I talking to somebody? Now he is sending these people. If God sent anybody, God give that person a message. And when he gives that message to the person, that message is supposed to deliver or bring instruction, direction to a certain group of people. So God needs a man to send. It doesn't matter how powerful God is. God, God's message is conveyed through a physical entity. No matter how spiritual God's message will be. 
he needs a spiritual sorry he needs a physical entity to carry that message to certain people it means that some way somehow technically god seem weak when there is no man hmm. and this is very 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 serious god made it so he can do all things but he chose to do it in that way that anytime he want to deliver a message to certain group of people he need men and those men he need these men are called messengers god will now deliver his message even to these people and these are people who can hear his voice like john he said that and i heard i saw the voice of the one that spoke to me he saw the voice he didn't just hear but he saw the voice it means that he saw the person that was speaking and when he saw that person that person was like the son of man so god needs men to carry his message and that one is another teaching for another time the people that will carry god's message the messengers so these are the men now the men are entrusted with the message and when god give them the message god knows that demons powers rulers of darkness will fight them and when they fight them these people will struggle to deliver the message so what god does in order to protect the message is to mandate the message that's why we have the man the message and the mandate shall glory shall glory. glory so now back to what we're learning now when you look through the scriptures where we read the bible says that and i tend to see the voice that spoke to me and being turned, I saw seven golden lampstand. And in the middle of the seven lampstand, someone like the son of man, clothed with a garment down to the feet and with golden sash tied around the chest. Now, in the book of Daniel, chapter 7, verse 13, he said, I watched in the night visions. And then one like the son of man appeared, coming with the clouds of heaven and he came to the ancient of days and they brought him near before me mm. Mm. now we all know that the son of man is a name that jesus himself the lord jesus applied to himself you all remember he, he said that the son of man has no place to sleep you remember said so the son of man has not come to uh-huh you you look through all the new things you see the son of man the son of man the son of man he himself was calling himself the son of man is somebody here with me so you must understand so now john has seen a vision and this vision that john saw in the book of revelation chapter 12 chapter 1 verse 12 it is now about to describe the image of christ this is a physical picture as to how Jesus looks. Why am I teaching this? I'm trying to share something with you that without knowing his word, you cannot know him because it is the word that became flesh. So if you do not know that word, you will not know the flesh. Mm. Mm. Is somebody following? It is the word that became flesh and dwelt among us. 
So if you want to know him, you must know the word. So that when it changed shape to become flesh, by conglutination of those things you have learned, you will know that this is the formation of the word. Is somebody here with me? Okay. So now, let's see how Jesus looks like. Do you want to see how Jesus looks like? I've seen that a lot of people will draw Jesus with an image of an actor, even in a certain country. Some people have pictures of a certain Jesus in their room, and they believe that is Jesus. They are hosting somebody's image in their house. I know that after this teaching, some people are going to throw their <laughs> portrait away. <laughs> Somebody shall mercy. <laughs> Uh, 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 oh Jesus thank you spirit of truth so now let's see the description if the picture you have in your room is Jesus let's see are you ready are you ready now yeah. let's talk about his clothes in verse 13 Revelation chapter 1 verse 13 B the Bible now says that clothed with a garment, a garment down to the feet, and with a golden sash. Now, when you hear the word golden sash, it talks about the, a, a high priest, Jesus being the high priest, because the high priest used golden sash. Yes. So put that thing in your mind, just by the way. Clothed with a garment down to the feet and with golden sash tied around the chest. His head and his hairs were white like wool. So the one that you have been describing, you have his hair to be brown, to be black. You call this person Jesus. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. It is possible to see Jesus. It is possible. You can encounter him. Desire. Desire to encounter you. And when you encounter, your life will change. Are you following? Are you learning? Now, these are foundations. I have not started yet. This, these are foundations. I want you to understand something. That if you want to know a man, know his word. Because it is the word that became flesh. Am I talking to somebody? That is why it, they give you job. They give you job. Empathy. Okay. They give you job based on your qualification, right? How did you qualify? You received knowledge, you wrote exams, you passed, you were given certificate, right? Yes. So now the things you learn in books has now become practical. And that when you enter into the bank, what you learned in class that were just mere words have now become physical. That you are now counting money, you know how to do debit, whatever, whatever. You will now understand. Am I talking to somebody? The same way 
the Jesus you are learning about, he will become more real to you if you know his word. You will now begin to have physical experience, not only spiritual. You will encounter him. He He will be so real to you because you know him by his word. Are you following? That is why if you're a Christian, you're a believer, and you do not study his word, you are joking. I, you see, your future is in danger. You are sitting on a time bomb. Love to study. Sit down. Stop staying on your phone. Sit down on the word, on the Bible. Sit down. Have the physical Bible. Open it. Study. If you have a tablet or your phone, you have a lot of apps. Open them. Study. Put your phone on airplane. Open your Bible. Study. Are you here with me? Yes. Because, listen, you want to know Jesus. Now, I was surprised what a man of God said. I was very, very surprised. Can I, can I tell you what a man of God said in the Bible? Can I tell you what a man of God said in the Bible? This man of God is so powerful. He's so powerful that I was shocked when he made a certain statement. Somebody share the link for me. Share the link for me. I want people to learn these things. This man of God wrote almost half of the New Testament. And still, this man of God said in the book of Philippians, chapter 3, verse 10, that I may know him. This is a serious statement. Despite all that he knew about Jesus, he still was talking about, and that I may know him, the man Paul. And the power of his resurrection. So it means that knowing God has no limit. You cannot know God to the fullest. Now, let me explain it well. God is not class one school. God is not SHS. God is not like biology or physics that you learn the books and when you are done, you are done. So you cannot say that I am learning and once I'm done learning, I will know everything, all that in this. No. Now, let me break it down. The Bible says, no man has seen God at any time but the Son of Man. But we read in the Old Testament where the Bible says that God himself bear witness and gave an account about his servant Moses. Is that any time that I choose a prophet from among you, I speak to them in visions and in dreams. But my servant Moses, I speak to him face to face. How does that word mean? The word face to face is the word panim. Panim means glory. Now that means a dimension of God's glory, not the fullness of God. Because nobody can comprehend the fullness of God. You will die. You cannot understand God. Can I, can I, <laughs> can I break it down again? Can I break it down again? Break it down, sir. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Now, what this? 
The reason why you cannot and you will never understand God to the end is because to understand God to the end, you must understand all men to the end. And that is not possible. Even your wife or your husband that you've married, do you have proper understanding of your husband to the end? Sometimes you are marrying a lady and the lady will show you certain things in the marriage and you will know that, hey, this one I didn't see through dating. I didn't see through relationship. I didn't. That is how God is revealed. Every man carries a dimension of God. And that means that to understand God to the fullness, you must understand every man. Have you now seen that it's not possible? Even your little brother, you cannot understand him to the end. How can you understand the whole world? And that is why there are different giftings and different level of, levels of knowledge. And you could see that everybody carries something unique. This shows a dimension of God. So the Bible says, no, no man after the flesh. Why? Because every man carries a different dimension. Every man carries something special, something different. Every man holds God in a different way. Mm. Are you here with me? So you cannot know God to the end, but you know a dimension of God. But the dimension of God you will know, know it well. Can I take it again? You can know, you cannot know everything about God to the end, but you may know a dimension of God. But the dimension you know about God, make sure you know it well. Are you here with me? His head and his hairs were like white, like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes were like a flame of fire, and his feet were like fine bronze, as if they burned in a furnace, and his voice was like the sound of many waters. And he had seven stars in his right hand, and out of his mouth went a sharp double-edged sword, and his face was like the sun, shining in his strength. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as though dead, and he laid his right hand on me, saying to me, do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am he who lives. I was dead. And look, I am alive forever and ever. Amen. And I have the keys of haste and death. That is up to verse 18. So you now know that it is Jesus talking, right? You now know it is. So if you are using the King James, you will see that those parts are copied in red letters, meaning Jesus was speaking. So now, if you want to know Jesus, that is his image. Imagine if now, this understanding you now have, if you now rise up at midnight and begin to pray, he said, oh, let me just go to my living room and check out, check out something. And when you enter there, you saw an image like what I have described. What is the first thing that will come to mind? I want everybody to type. You now know that you have learned through the book of Revelation. This is what the man looks like. This is what. And you entered into your living room. 
and you saw an image exactly like what your pastor is teaching what will you say let me see everybody typing Hey, somebody say I will shout. <laughs> Others say the Son of God. Others say uh, Jesus. Okay. Of course, your first reaction, if 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 you've not encountered him before, that is the reaction. The reaction will be shout. But what is the knowledge you have received? Who have you seen? Who have you seen? You've seen Jesus, right? Exactly. You've seen Christ. Exactly. Now, that end the Bible reading at that point. I ended there. Now, back to our teachings. So, this has to tell us that the knowledge of him is a requirement if you want to know him. If you want to know me, and you don't have any knowledge about me, it will be difficult. We want to build intimate. I have seen a lot of people. I want to build intimate relationship with God. I want to build intimate relationship with God. I want to build intimate relationship with God. The one that will help you is the Holy Spirit. Nevertheless, it is the knowledge you have of him that will start the process. How do you receive knowledge? The Bible says, study to show thyself approved in all things. A workman that needed not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So if you want to know Jesus, know him by his word. He is revealed through his word. The moment you stay in the word of God, you will see Jesus. The more you look through the scriptures, you also become like him. Is somebody here with me? So these are the foundations of intimacy. You are not familiar with somebody, but you want to marry that person. If this person is an armed robber, if this person is somebody into prostitution, sorry, in quotes, if this person is doing something wrong that you wouldn't like, and you have agreed to marry this person. So, so you see how dangerous it is. So nobody can claim intimacy without having knowledge of what they want to have intimate with. You must understand the ways of that which you want to be intimate with. And that is the word of God. Are you following? <laughs> okay. So this month, we will study his word so we can have intimacy with God in the name of Jesus. 
I said, number one, the first person you must know is what? Is Jesus. And you know him through what? His word. And what will help you to understand his word is the spirit. So you now know that they all work hand in hand together. Okay. Okay. Now understand that the purpose of life is to pursue and live in an intimate relationship with God. Each person's experience of intimacy with God is unique. It's unique. In the book of Isaiah chapter 40 verse 31, the Bible says, Those who wait for the Lord will gain new strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They will run and not get tired. They will walk and not become weary. Now, I want everybody to write these things down. These are the fundamentals of intimacy. This year, we want to be more closer to God. We want to be intimate with him. And why must we be intimate with him? Because as much as we become close to God, things will begin to shift for us. Things will begin to be glorious. Imagine God is with you at your workplace. Imagine God standing with you going for the visa. Imagine God standing with you ministering. <laughs> number one thing, number one fundamental of intimacy is that number one, admit genuine repentance. Admit genuine repentance. And this is the fundamental to beginning a relationship with Jesus. Matthew chapter 4, verse 17, Luke chapter 13, verse 3, Acts 2, 21, and Acts chapter 4, verse 12, Romans chapter 6, verse 23, and Romans chapter 10, verse 9. Now, this needs to be characterized by genuine heartfelt sorrow over sin. And you have to like, like you have to feel sad. Like genuine repentance. Like you, you need to, I don't know the right word. Genuinely. You need to be sorry for those things. Genuinely. Be remorseful. God bless you. Regret. God bless you. Second mm. Corinthians chapter 7, verse 10. Can we read together? Godly sorrow brings repentance. That leads to salvation and leaves no regret, but worldly sorrow brings death. So have you seen that godly sorrow brings repentance? That leads 
to salvation. But the worldly sorrow leads to death. <clears throat> Is somebody here with me? Number two. So number one, you admit genuine repentance. You want to have a, a relationship, an intimate relationship with God. The fundamental thing to do, number one, is to admit genuine repentance. Admit it. In the book of Matthew chapter 4, verse 17, the Bible says, From that time on, Jesus began to preach, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. Luke chapter 13, verse 3, the Bible says, I tell you no, but unless you repent, you too all perish. Mm. Acts chapter 2, verse 21, and everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Romans chapter 6, verse 23, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So you must repent. Renounce your sins. Renounce them. Repent. Genuine repentance. Many of you, you have been surrounded with different kinds of sins. And you do not repent from it. Oh God, forgive me. Forgiveness, I have told you and I will keep reminding you that God has already forgiven you. But what God is looking for is genuine repentance. That have you truly turned away from those wicked ways? Number two, truly desire the appropriation of God's power. Truly desire the appropriation of God's power. Now, many people are not aware that God wants to impart the power to resist sin. Listen, if you want to fight sin on your own strength, you always fail. Some of you are here. As I'm teaching right now, you feel so pure that I'm not going back to my sins. But if it is left with you and the guy you love so much, you're crushed. If it is left with you and that person inside the room, only God knows what will happen. <laughs> Is somebody here with me? Sometimes you will do certain things. I've seen a lot of people coming to me and they will fornicate. And after fornicating, they will say, man of God, I didn't, I didn't tempt to do that. That wasn't my idea. That wasn't the agenda to do that. But it just happened. I would advise them, cancel them. And that time they will cry. They will even curse the guy. And this guy has sent me into problems. Sometimes some people will even tell you, hey, we didn't have sex, so he nearly had it. Oh boy, they had it. They nearly had it. And that time people will be so, like when they begin to hear um, hell, the message of hell, as if they will not sin again. But you will go back in a room with your boyfriend, and your boyfriend will tell you, oh, 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 before you realize, pam, the thing has happened. These things that I'm teaching you, please learn. I'm not going to shout. 
I'm not going to be loud, but I want you to understand my words as clear as it will be. You want to have that relationship with God? The fundamental thing to do is to admit genuine repentance. Repent. Number two, truly desire the appropriation of God's power. That you will know that you cannot overcome sin on your own. You can't. So if you give room for sin, sin will overtake you. Don't give room for sin. Don't give room for sin. Am I talking to somebody? So we need to maintain a genuine desire to both receive and use the power of God once it's given. The power of God that God has given to you is to fight those things that will cause you to sin. The power of God that you receive after the Holy Spirit comes upon you is a self-defensive mechanism. It is a, a self-defensive tool. Don't leave it there. Many of you, you are struggling with one sin and the other because the power that is given to you by the Holy Spirit, you are not making proper use of that, that power. Titus chapter 2 Verse 11, for the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to all people. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright and godly lives in this present age. Can we read it again? First Titus, the I don't know. Titus chapter 2 verse 11. Yes. Titus chapter 2 verse 11. Can we take it again? Titus chapter 2 verse 11. First Timothy. First Titus. For the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to all people. Verse 12. It teaches us to say, listen, I want your attention to come alive. It teaches us to say what? No. Everybody type no. So that grace of God is also a, the power of God. The grace of God equip you to say no. Let's go and have sex. No. Let's go and rob the bank. No. Let's gossip. No. Let's insult the man of God. No. Let's rebel against the church. No. Let's not pay tight. No. Let's not sow seed. No. Let's not pray. No. Let's not fast. No. Let's ignore the message. No. Proverbs chapter 1 verse 10. My son, if sinful men entice you, do not give in to them. So sinful men can entice you. They can trouble you to sin. So in the book of Titus chapter 2 verse 11. My God, I feel fire already. For the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to all people. Verse 12. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions. 
and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age. To say no to ungodliness and worldly passions. Sometimes you decide to do worldly things. Yes. I've seen some pastors, they can say, Oh, and then my men say we are saying, and then my men jimmy nika cra, and then the same sap puskeleke. A puskeleke, a puskeleke, oh, she cabessa, puskeleke, a puskeleke, oh, yeah, puskeleke, and then my men saka cra. No! Mommy Harry's son, Juju, say, No! No, no, mommy, no! But my canoe the bed house, no, no! <laughs> Are you following? Yes. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions. You see, people don't like the word. Yes. But as you are studying the scriptures, you are growing, I'm telling you, and you are glowing. You see that a time will come, eh? now people will be looking for help, but you, you are helped by God because the word is in you. You have stayed in season and out of season. Are you following? Yes. Teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. Can we continue? So, having the understanding that the grace of God is given to you to overcome sin. Listen. Oh, Jesus. Do you know that the Bible says that God is able to make all grace abound? Or you don't know? Have you read that scripture? God is able... To make all grace, 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8. And God is able to make all grace abound to you. All grace, every favor, earthly blessings come in abundance to you so that you may always, under all circumstances, I love the amplifier. Please, somebody should get me the amplifier on that. And God is able to make 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8. And God is able to make all grace, every favor, and earthly blessings come in abundance to you so that you may always, under all circumstances, regardless of the need, have complete sufficiency in everything, being completely self-sufficient in him, and have an abundance for every good work and act of charity. Now, this grace can empower you to be able to make provision for everything you need. I pray for you. May God causes his grace 
to abound in your life. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. So grace is that thing God gave you freely. And this grace is able to help you, equip you to stand against the desires of the flesh. Apostle Paul went to God in prayer and he said, A messenger of Satan was sent to afflict him. And for three times he went to the Lord. And all that the Lord told him is that, My strength, my grace is sufficient for you. And my strength is made perfect in your weakness. God didn't take the burden from him, but he said, no matter what you are going through, the grace of God on your life is able to help you to overcome those things. You walk through the fire, I will not take the fire. You walk through the waters, I will not take the waters. Nevertheless, you will not be drowned by the water. You will not be burned by the fire. My grace is sufficient for you. This year, may the grace of God be sufficient for you. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. A messenger of Satan was sent to buffet him. A thorn in the flesh. A messenger of Satan to torment him. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. But he didn't. My grace is sufficient for you. And my strength is made perfect in your weakness. So truly desire the appropriation of God's power. That the power God has given to you is to deal with sin and its power. Everything that will cause you to sin. That thing is also causing you to break intimate relationship with God. And therefore the power, appropriating the power of God in your life will help you to destroy those things. Point number three. You want to build intimate relationship with God, the fundamentals, you must apply. Number three is to design if love is your motivation. Whatever encourages anyone to obey God is very, very important. If it is love that compels you, then the power of God will manifest in your life to keep you from falling. Listen, be motivated by the love of God. <laughs> I said what? Be motivated by the love of God. The love of God must be your motivation. How do you demonstrate the love of God? Okay. The Bible says that if you love me, If you love me, John chapter 14, verse 15. If you love me, 
you will keep or obey my commandment. So to love God is to obey his commandment. So love is supposed to be the motivation that helps you to build that quality relation with God. Love. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 14. For Christ's love compels us because we are convinced that one died for all and therefore all died and he died for all that those who live should no longer live for themselves but for him who died for them that was raised again. Love. Love. Romans chapter 2 verse 4. Or do you show contempt for the riches of his kindness, forbearance and patience, not realizing that God's kindness is intended to lead you to repentance. So you want to draw closer to God. Walk in love. Walk in love. Jude chapter 24. Let me ignore that one. We, um, I think... First Peter chapter 1 verse 13. Yes. Therefore, with minds that are alert and fully sober, set your hope on the grace to be brought to you when Jesus Christ is revealed at his coming. As obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you had when you live in ignorance. But just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. For it is written, be holy because I'm holy. And this one is motivated by love. Number four, fundamental to apply, to build intimate relationship with God. Renew. Sometimes when we are teaching about foundational things, it is difficult. When we start and enter into the points part, it becomes easy. That's why some of you are finding difficulties now, but don't worry. Just write them down. Go back the message you understand and it will help you. We said number one thing to do is to admit genuine repentance. Number two, to truly desire the appropriation of God's power. Number three, to discern if love is your motivation. If love is not your motivation, it will not last. It will not last. Number four, renew and govern your mind. It is not just God keeping us from falling. We, should, we shouldn't live our life as if all that God is doing in our life is to keep us from falling. <laughs> we must also do our part by following his instructions. James chapter 4 verse 7 to 10. Submit yourself then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Come near to God and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your heart, you double-minded. Grieve, mourn, and wail. Change your laughter to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourself before the Lord and he will lift you up. Renew and govern your mind. Change your ways. Repent. Wash yourself. The Bible says wash your hands. Cleanse yourself. Wash yourself. Renew your mind. Now, to be born again, another way to say born again is to renew your mind. The Bible says being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible seed by the word of God. Once you are born again, what is required of you is to renew your mind. So that certain thought 
certain knowledge you used to have will be deleted and certain knowledge of Christ will now be imprinted in your memory. Number five. Reckon yourself dead to sin. Someone say, kill yourself. Someone say, kill yourself. Someone say, kill yourself. Or kill, 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 kill sin. Kumbwane, kumbwane. To reckon means to accept as a fact for yourself and in your own experience. The Bible tells us that sin shall not be our master. Romans chapter 6 verse 8 to 14. If that were impossible, then God would never have said it. Our task is to find out and appropriate how that is possible. So now, be at a place of death where you now have an understanding that you are dead to sin. Every form of sin is death, death from your life. Are you following? Point number six. I want to be fast because I will close in no time. Point number six. Live by the Spirit, in the Spirit and with the Spirit. Live by the Spirit, in the Spirit and with the Spirit. Galatians chapter 5 verse 16 to 18. So I say, walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desire what is contrary to the Spirit and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other so that you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. So you want to have intimate relationship with God. The fundamental to apply is to live by the Spirit. And that is the last point. Now, what are the common misconceptions about intimacy with God? These are the foundational teachings. Learn well. So that when we enter into the zone of preaching, it will be easier for you. What are the common misconceptions about intimacy with God? Number one, misconception number one, intimacy is akin to sex. Now, in the word that regularly defines intimacy as something sexual, it is difficult concept to understand when it comes to God. Yes, because people understand intimacy as sex only. Yes. And if you want to explain it in a better sense in this world, it will be difficult to understand intimacy with God. Understand that God is spirit. But we do not have intercourse with God. <laughs> Hmm. 
Am I talking to somebody? The only intercourse you have with God is praying, fasting, studying His Word, fellowshipping with one another. That is an intercourse. So the first misconception is that intimacy is akin to sex, which is a misconception. It is not only sex. It is not about sex, although I can use sex to explain it, but it is not about sex. It is more spiritual than sex. Am I talking to somebody? Misconception number two, intimacy should be easy. Many people think that intimacy should be easy, easy thing. Because, okay, imagine if intimacy is sex. And you are married to somebody and you are going to have sex. It should be easy. But that is not it. Listen, intimacy is one of the hardest things. It takes a lot of effort. Many believers won't take the time that it requires. Intimacy will test your patience. Intimacy will demand your time and resources. So the misconception that intimacy should be easy is wrong. Misconception number three. People will be like, intimacy shouldn't involve waiting. It's a lie from the pit of hell. You want to marry somebody. You've seen a beautiful lady. That day, now, person wearing a panel. It doesn't happen like that. You've seen somebody, Nana Kwame saw Carol. That day, now, you want to marry Carol. It shouldn't happen like that. You should take time. You should learn how to wait. Somebody type wait. So it's a misconception. I have to say that intimacy shouldn't involve waiting. Any intimacy without waiting will not end well. You must wait. Many people go to church. I want to now talk a lot about this side. Many people go to church and they, they, they time their watch. And we are supposed to close. We are supposed to close. When they are praying, all that they are thinking about is time. Is the time up? Is the time up? Oh, we are supposed to close. Now, when you close, where are you going? <laughs> Some of you, you don't have any place to go. You are going to watch a movie. You've been watching this movie for so many years. What has it done to you? Are you following So many people put stopwatch on God. And when God doesn't respond to their expectation, they move on to something different. And me, I pray that God in the answer me, I stop. Hey. Now, the concept of waiting on, on the Lord has become an anachronism. Now, uh, you know that I'm in Oxford now. Yes.
Do you know anachronism? Our life with God have become anachronous. Or it has become anachronous. It has been displaced, misplaced, and dispositioned. We do not understand the timing of God. So we do things anyhow. For example, now we are on this platform. I think that when I went for a week off, now I know for sure that some people thought this evening I won't come. So they will be like, so we won't come. Oh, I know my people by now, but you see, they, they, they have displaced their time. They, they, they are now putting it on a man that if Olefic is not around, they are not coming. Hey, oh. The mana, the beba, the mana, the mana, the mana, the mana. The banso ba kononso obompaya. Say the other day, the Bible says that when Abraham was moving from the house, in fact, Abraham. Oh, yes, maybe these people, what they carry, maybe God can use them to do something that I will never be able to do. So know God for yourself. Understand the patterns of God. Okay, no matter how powerful, prolific is, I understand that you don't just follow a man, keke. You don't follow empty head. I understand. Nevertheless, if the one you are following reveal certain people to you, follow well, follow them, because your blessings are linked to that. Your obedience. If you love me, keep my commandments. If you only keep my commandment once I'm here, then you are not keeping commandments. Okay. So that is the people will be like, we are not supposed to wait. Yes. Please learn how to wait on God. Men pray rush out. It is the third misconception about intimacy. That intimacy shouldn't involve waiting. Intimacy is full waiting. You have to wait on God. Wait on Him. Don't move ahead of God. Don't be anachronous. Misconception number four. 
intimacy with God is only for special people. Some people will be like, oh, when it comes to intimacy, it's for just pastors. As a, as a pastor, you are supposed to always be in the presence of God. Hey. You want me to be in the presence of God? Hey. Always. That's good. It's a good wish. <laughs> but it is not only for me, it's for you too. Intimacy with God is only for special people. This is the fourth misconception. Many people assume that being intimate with God is a special call. It's a special call and, and, and sometimes they think it's only their man of God. God wants everybody to be close. And God wants everybody to come to him. The Bible says, come boldly to the throne of grace, that you shall obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. You remember that scripture? Yes. John chapter 17, verse 3. The Bible says, this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. Everyone must know him. Hey, they said our time is up. Oh. I don't matter so called two hours. And the last month, the man top bed one to ten. Jesus Christ, the Lord bless you. This is why you have to send gift when you come. Be sending gift so that it will help us. The Lord bless you and keep you. God willing, tomorrow we will continue. God willing, tomorrow morning, we will continue. Misconception number four. Yes. The last misconception is, it is too hard to figure out how to get intimate with God. So people will be like, That's the last misconception. It is not, hard. Steady his way. Pray. Fast. Give seed and you have intimate relationship with him. God willing, tomorrow we will start the main subject of intimacy. It will be very easy as we are done with the foundation. The Lord bless you and favor you tonight in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. You see how, why the three hours now here in Tibu, how can I want to Ebia is here when I remember Masha and Coma and comes and I carry you. Eh, by Naminko Biao, no more Biao by on Shenaso. Oh, yes, dim. Amen. The four foundational misconception and as a foundational renew and govern your mind. 